What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 14 of the Playconomics podcast, where we break down the business behind the world of video games and provide you just a tiny bit of financial context for industry trends. I'm your host, Matt Muscari, and joining me today, as always, Bobby Kowicki. How you doing, man? Chef's kiss it. Beautiful intro. First intro. First One of intro. The best. Killed One, it. No rehearsal. One take. No forethought. One, One take. take. Didn't even Shit. write it down. Out here like Eastwood, just completely Beautiful. and just just really and truly mm-hmm. providing an intro not no there. Yeah, I'm doing great, man. Doing great today. Uh, how, how was your week? I know you were a little bit almost on the long. verge of death for a while. Yeah. That's was, good. I was on the verge of death. Real work was a lot. But we're here. We're making the podcast. And more important than world war, real world problems... And real work. What have you been playing, Bobby? Uh, I've been actually playing nothing because I myself have had a metric crap ton of work to get done in my personal life this week. Um, but So I haven't been playing a lot. But Metroid Dread finished. Loved it. Not 100%. Money. But I finished Money. it. I need to put it away for a while. I, I played it so much that yeah, I'm like... You did. I need, I, need to, I need to take a step back from Metroid Dread. Mm-hmm. Let the feeling wash over me, yep. okay, and revisit it in a little while. Death loop, platinum, done. Done. So now Money. you're thinking. So now you're thinking about what are you gonna play? You got some time before Call of Duty. Are you even gonna get Call of Duty? Honestly, probably not. Doesn't look that great. Mm-mm. Saw some more gameplay of it. Not thrilled. Not not. It's not tickling my sprinkles, as the mm-hmm. kids say. That's what the kids say, right? It's not bussin'. As the kids say. Um, oh, boy. But So you're thinking, you're sitting there and you're telling yourself, Bobby, what are you going to play? Well, it's spooky season, so I could play. Uh, you say Luigi's Mansion 3, I'm going to lose my mind. Is it Lu- uh, Did I guess it? It's not Luigi's Mansion 3. Although, uh, I played that secondhand. Saw my, my other buddy playing that for a little while. Cool. Fine. All right. Nice. All right. Right? No, no, no. When it gets spooky, there's only two games I really gravitate towards. And I've played these games into the ground. You know, people are like, I can play that game blindfolded. Resident Evil 4 is a game I could probably play blindfolded. Like, genuinely and truly play blindfolded. You playing VR? No, it's only on Oculus by Meta now, or Meta as of today. I don't have it. Facebook changed its name to Meta. We talked about it last week. Link up here. I want to play that VR version of Resident Evil 4. It looks awesome. No. Resident Evil 4 is a game I always play around Halloween, but I'm not playing that this year. Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Is it spooky enough? Oh, my God. Bloodborne? If you've never played Bloodborne, okay, and you're one of these, you know, thinnest tissue paper, can't watch a scary movie type people, some of the enemy designs in Bloodborne are better than anything in Resident Evil. Okay. Jeez. Horrific. Horrific enemy designs. Uh, but I think I'm going to not only replay Bloodborne for the 156,000th time. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to build up the testicular fortitude to platinum Bloodborne. 
I have I have I have zero Soulsborne platinums. Bloodborne is the hardest one of them, or or so they say. Mm-hmm. Because after you beat, because there's three endings to the game, two of which require boss fights, two of which have to happen to get the platinum. I only have yep. one of them. Mm-hmm. Then you have to go into what they call the chalice dungeons, which are these like procedurally generated boss boss rush modes hard as shit right and here's the thing all i have several like beast builds i have a really good dex build in bloodborne shout out shout out to the uchi katana no not the uchi katana that is in dark souls shout out to what the hell is it Leave it in the comments. Lady Maria's sword. You gotta have a beast dex build for it, okay? Got a great strength build with the old saw cleaver. But the thing is, as you go into New Game Plus, the game scales with you, right? So I'm at this point in, like, New Game Plus 4. Which means that it'll automatically be harder. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna have to do, like, a friggin' Rocky montage. Erase it. (laughs) All my progress. Done. Bro. Back to step one, fresh character. Just do it at stage four. You're fine. No, no, no. Be a man. <laughs> can't be blood, can't get the bloodborne platinum. Be a man. Get it. Um and so I think if I have the time over the next week, I'm gonna do that. The only thing that I think will stop me is not the difficulty. Cause Bloodborne broke me in a way that no other game has where it made me come to Jesus with the Soulsborne thing, or I love it. And I know it's not something you love as we've discussed many times. Yep. Uh, Bloodborne broke me. No, I think what's going to stop me from getting the Bloodborne Platinum is the frame rate. And I know that sounds very snobby. It is. But I never realized how important frame rate was to a fast Soulsborne game until I played Demon Souls on the PS5 in 60 frames and in HDR. And ever since I've seen that, going back and I've seen Bloodborne play, it's so slow in compare. It's so slow in compare. So I think that'll throw me off because I haven't played Bloodborne in a very, probably like a year. So like since right before the PS5 came out. I think it'll be fine. I also think it'll be fine. What about you, buddy? What's going on? I have not played a single game this week. Good, we run for... a gaming podcast. We are yeah. just both shitting in the wind here, huh? But I have set some personal gaming goals. Mm-hmm. Before Halo comes out, I need to finish Tales of Arise. Which is I'm... end of November. Sorry, to cut you. end of November is what we're December looking at 8th. here? December okay. 8th. Yeah, so I got plenty of time. Finish Tales of Arise, which is turning into a lot more of a grind than I thought it was going to be. Mm. Finish Metroid Dread. Ooh. Which I have barely scratched the surface of. I beat like the first boss and killed two Emmys. So I'm not not too deep. And lastly, season eleven of Apex Legends will be the season that I go diamond rank. I haven't Which played Which is under or above a Predator? Way under. So it oh, goes okay. bronze, gold, or bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, masters, predator. predator. Oh. So masters is technically the top rank, and when you're in the top 750 of the masters class, you become a predator. I'm not going to be there. I don't play anywhere near enough 
Not with that to, attitude. No, I just have a job. And like yeah, well. other commitments besides video games that I cannot become an Apex president. Be a man. I will, we got to yeah, get that okay. guy on the podcast. We got to <laughs> get that guy on the podcast. Regardless, this split looks amazing. The Watson buffs are great. The ranked changes to the way that you get uh, rank points, great. And the new gun coming in, phenomenal. The season looks good. And Ooh. I'm going to dig in only play apex legends until i am diamond rank after you do tales of horizon metroid are you going to try to no. knock them out one by one or are you going to try to piecemeal no. them all at the same time no apex first and then i will wow fit, yeah. gee apex wow. is coming first highest i've gotten was platinum three so it's platinum four five or four three two one and then diamond can i make a get- prediction can i make a prediction yeah, I'm going to hit Platinum 3 and quit. You're not hitting Tales of Rise. I think that's what's getting cut first, genuinely. Because Metroid, you could you, Metroid, you could blow through in a weekend. Yeah, and I could also probably play it, like, handheld. So I could play it a lot more. I have a lot more availability to play that than I do Tales, Tales of, Rise. of Rise. But I'd rather play Tales of Rise. Like, I'd rather get close to finishing Tales of Rise and not even start Metroid then finish metroid uh i know i know but we've talked about what we're playing they know oh they do they know what we're playing i want to know what's going on with phase clan oh gee so first topic up this week i'm not even gonna i'm i'm not even gonna rigmarole this because it's so massive say rigmarole <laughs> again and you're off the podcast go ahead say rigmarole again rigmarole <laughs> Done. Um, <laughs> You're out. First, we'll be replaced next week. First, first, <laughs> first article this week. Some major news. <clears throat> I pulled this up from GamesIndustry.biz. Danielle Pardis over there, and it's that Phase Clan goes public with a one billion dollar valuation merger with special purpose acquisition company estimated to bring in two hundred and ninety one million to fuel growth reading from the article now gaming and esports outfit phase clan has announced a merger with special purpose and acquisition company b riley b riley principal that will see the firm go public on the nasdaq as part of the merger the company will receive approximately 291 million which will be used to fund in quotes and organize uh, or, organize inorganic growth across content, gaming, entertainment, consumer products, and the metaverse. Everybody's talking about the metaverse, man. Upon closing, FaZe Clan is expected to have an implied equity valuation of approximately $1 billion. It will change its name to FaZe Holdings, Inc. and will be listed as FaZe. So goddamn cool. I love on it. On the exchange. I love it. Holy What? What? I love every single second of FaZe Clan going public. Bro, this is, first of all, this is what the podcast was made for. It was like for a story like this. Or, because nobody cares. Nobody cares that a bunch of people playing video games are now in a public company. Oh, I think a lot of people are going to care. I can't wait. Well, nobody would cover this type of news. Oh yeah, get get but. Danielle Pardis on the podcast. Get get the entire GamesIndustry.biz staff on here. Oh yeah, we'll get They're them. They're great. Journalism at its finest. Us, not so much. We're, <laughs> but 
We cite sources. Get out of here. We do. But listen, uh, this is monumental news for, for many angles mm-hmm. because I think this legitimizes esports in a way that despite the fact that over the last couple of years, esports has become a very legitimate, oh, yeah. very legitimate industry. FaZe Clan going public puts it in an e- echelon of legitimacy that is just not done before. Like, there's there's no other way to put it, right? FaZe Clan going public is... Like, there are no words for how... This is, this is a chess move that I think is a time marker, right? Where we say, okay, this is what the sort of makeup of the esports industry and how people monetize and how companies form themselves yep. before mm-hmm. and after now it's it it esports and just like streaming in general is going to have like a bc now mm-hmm. it's going to have bf if you will uh, bfp before phase clan goes public and after this is a whole different game we're not playing around with the boys playing video games now. Now we got an IPO. Now we went public. But here's my thing. Mm-hmm. This was an interesting thing to go public. And I think this sentence right here of the funding round is very interesting. To fund fund organized and inorganic growth across content, gaming, entertainment, consumer products, and the metaverse. Okay. Yeah. So let's let's kind of attack each one of those pillars, right? So this is inorganic growth. So this is money into you know infrastructure, uh, R and D, and you know just just marketing, right? Yeah. Paid paid advertising. Yep. So content, to me, con- content says people like Nick Marks, Phase Marks, Phase this, Phase that, right? All all the people who play for Phase. Gaming. What do you think that means, and how do you think that differs from content and entertainment, which is the next one? Now, this is something that I was thinking about um, from one of our other podcasts, and you're going to pick it up as soon as I mention where it came from. The Dr. Disrespect making a Mm -hmm. developer, Mm -hmm. I think this is going to be something similar, where FaZe Clan is going to either – is going to make some type of game development company or – Hmm. No, I, I take it back. It's that. That is, in my opinion, what they mean by gaming is that they're going to do some type of actual gaming creation, not just playing a game, creating a game. And I think it's going to go into the metaverse. And this is what I was talking about with the Dr. Disrespect thing is that you're going to see these streamers come in and make community based games. And imagine if you have Sims where you're going in with your characters and stuff and on your TV in your house, you're watching Twitch and you're hanging out with the boys in Sims. Everyone's characters there and you're watching Twitch together through the computer, through a TV and kind of thing. I think it's going to be a long story short game development company is where they're going with this. They have the money. It's a publicly traded company. There's only, so much, I think, media content that you could put out. Plenty of money in it. Guaranteed. They will all get the bag doing that. However, I think if they really want to expand and the 
benefits of turning this into an IPO is that you get minds like this and you get business aspects of a company like this when you start going in this direction and they're future seeking. And that's where you get the gaming. That's where you get the metaverse. And that's where you get the, where was the other one? Uh, what was the other pillars that you were talking about? Consumer the, products, consumer products merch. Meta, yeah. So I think that's where it is. So here's where I'm at with this. Not to go full succession here and start throwing around words like synergy. Um, synergy. But, all, but all of these things play together in a very interesting and horrifying way, right? Because exactly what you're saying takes it one step further, where your consumer products could be NFTs that are displayed in a phase metaverse where you also have integration with gaming events and entertainment you know, properties. Content is you know, very broad, but also kind of direct when you come to something like this content is your Twitch streamers, but content is also inside the phase house, right? Where all these guys hang out and they play. Yeah. That's a reality show right there. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Do you think 1 billion is fair too high or too low? Um, I, I think it's fine. It's more than I expected. But it's more than I expected. But when it's stated, I'm not surprised. Fair enough. I'll, I'll I see that. So like I thought it was going to be high hundred millions. I thought it would be somewhere between the like seven fifty to a a billion. But hmm. I'm very very impressed. Are you buying? Yes, I'm buying. The day. I'll I'll stay day right of. now that I'll be a day one and and I'll eat shit on it. We both will, yeah. right? I'll buy more. Go ahead, right? Because here's where we are not, not financial advisors. We're not financial advisors. I will be I will be purchasing shares of Face Clan. That is yeah. not a implication not? or any, to do for anyone else to do it. Right? My. Sh- thought process my strategy for why i think phase is a good thing while probably even play some options on on phase mm-hmm. is because to me it's a 50 50 on boomer bust boomer bust right <laughs> because somebody who was smoking the right weed in 2002 could have probably told you what facebook would have been today that would have been a virtual reality version of itself, right? Yeah. I don't see what that next step of phase is, but I believe that gaming is going to be at the cornerstone of whatever that next phase is. And first to the party might not be best dressed, but is the name everybody trusts. So phases by i'm thrilled with this i'm very curious to see how kind of the market responds to it and how the whole kind of gaming sector kind of, moves around now something like this correct me if i'm wrong yes but i do think it's very funny that they're talking about ipoing after didn't a bunch of them just get in trouble for giving bad financial advice and like pumping a stock and dumping it it was a crypto thing it was a crypto thing but see again that's where it gets a little dicey that's where it gets a little dicey right so, like, I just think it's funny that they're talking about IPOing after some of their big members had gotten in trouble for doing things like this. But uh, in the article you read, did mm-hmm. it say anything about IPO price and what uh, the timeline? Like, is this just a, we're planning on IPOing? 
We're planning on IPOing. There's there's nothing about timeline here. There's no prospectus that they sent out or anything like that as of yet. But I'll definitely keep digging on it and try to find sort of what we're able to glean from this going forward. Now, I do want to ask you. Please do. With FaZe Clan IPOing, do Mm -hmm. you think they stay on Twitch or YouTube or make their own? And if they do... If they sign with one of them. Oh, I didn't even think of that. And Twitch gives them a billion to say everyone is on Twitch now. Hmm. See, that's interesting. Because now you're not. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that. I think think Twitch is a, we are in the sunset of Twitch. I believe that more and more every day. Saw an article today. Facebook gaming has surpassed uh, YouTube gaming. Interesting. Which I ultimately think will win between the three. Just, right? But I think if the smart move is, especially if they're talking about metaverse and sort of like decentralizing the content, they had their own platform. I think that's the move. And that's, I would until you brought it up, that never even crossed my mind, but it's so goddamn smart. Now, let me tell you what they're going to do, what I think they're actually going to do. They're going to IPO. They're going to get a ton of influx in cash, and someone's going to buy them. Who? Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, somebody. I think they're just going to purchase it outright. And mm. every, imagine Microsoft's failed mixer, and then they buy FaZe Clan. See, I here's the thing with Microsoft, and we'll talk about them in a second. Microsoft doesn't yep. buy potential, they buy they buy proven product, right? None of the studios that Microsoft has purchased have had uh they've all had games released, right? Yeah. They're, they're not buying small little studios who are sending oh. out spec projects and indies. So I think unless FaZe would have to get real big and real profitable. I think and it will. I'm, talking I'm curious. Five, ten. We'll timestamp this. Uh, oh, yeah. October. Christ, twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. this does well, but I yeah. don't think we see the full potential or realization of what something like this is worth. For we're like two years out. Yeah. And I and I stand by that. I don't. I don't even think two years is enough. I think it's going to be five to ten before like people really like it's going to increase and it's going to make people a lot of money i think when the five to ten window we're going to see a it made people a lot of money this guy it's gonna be this guy or or next time we do the podcast i'll be broadcasting you from like a cardboard box or like a like a bean can okay we already discussed you're canceled after this episode (laughs) you're you're not coming back on you said rigmarole And speaking of rolling, we're going straight on to our next topic. Oh, that was good. Bring us home. Do you wanna? Do you wanna? Do you wanna kind of read? Do you wanna do the your segment first, real quick? Yeah, you want me to do the yeah, yeah, tee it up, and then we'll and then we'll we'll lead into what I was gonna talk about. Gotcha. Xbox numbers. Microsoft released their earning report. The financial nerd that I am. I took a whole good amount of time, much more than I wanted to, and read every inch of this piece of paper and absolutely loved every second of it. Big key takeaways. 
one, the way that um, Xbox describes itself, some revenue growth, and a couple other things that I'm going to get into. First off, their mission statement for their gaming, I enjoyed very much, and it is inventing new gaming experiences that bring people together around their shared love of games on any devices and pushing the boundaries of innovation with console and PC gaming by creating the next wave of entertainment. And honestly, I think they completely live up to that mission statement. But the part that I'm interested in, in is throughout a COVID year from their mm-hmm. 2019 to 2020. Okay. 17 no, billion so dollars. No, so 20 to 21, no? Yeah, I'm talking they listed in their revenue, they listed 2019, 2020 and 2021 as like a comparison. Gotcha. Okay. So the 2019 to 2020 was a 17 billion dollar increase in revenue, versus which you would think would be very high because a lot of that is COVID inflated. In March of 2020, everyone started playing video games. In True. 2020 to 2021, we saw a 25 billion dollar expand off that previous number so an increase in revenue and an increased percentage from 2019 to 2020 into 2021 they did amazing it's a great great company and again i'm not your financial advisor i don't think anyone ever misses with microsoft however their gaming specifically their xbox and service revenues from xbox um products increased by 23 percent, and that was with game pass not doing as well as projected 25 percent increase in revenue from their gaming services that's wild oh it's so good i love every second of it <sighs> again i mean <laughs> Look, and and we'll we'll I'll contrast because Sony put up some sales numbers recently as well. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll, t- we'll touch on that in a second. Yeah, sorry, I keep futzing around with my lights. Um, Microsoft has the financial like weight behind it, where they're just gonna win by market cap. At some point, true. They have so many other revenue streams and so many other things that are making them money that they can afford to lose money on Xbox, even though they're not in perpetuity for a very long time before they really start saying, okay, we should start pulling the plug on stuff, right? The Xbox One versus PS4, right? If Microsoft wasn't raking in the cash that it would, the Xbox One disastrous launch would have killed any other company. Agreed. It would have been very, very difficult to come back from. Right? And yet they have, and they have in a big, big way. Yeah. So to me, this just says that number one, a couple things. Number one, Xbox is gaining ground a lot faster than I think people are giving them credit for mm-hmm. in the kind of mainstream zeitgeist, right? Myself included. Uh, when when I was there last week, and I was saying like, yeah, I'd buy like the lower spec Xbox just to play Halo. Seems great. Right. Yep. But I also think this shows that everybody's playing in a different sandbox. And I know I, I say that all the time, but I don't think Xbox is competing with PlayStation is competing with Nintendo anymore. I think everybody's doing their own thing. It's funny you say that because in their future sighting section of their annual report, they list who they feel their competitors are. Mm. 
and it includes Amazon, yep. Apple, yep. Facebook, Google, and Tencent. They go who's, on to talk about who's too conspicuously not on that list names. They go down a little bit and discuss other future goals, and then they also discuss our gaming platform competes with console platforms from Nintendo and Sony, both of which have large established consumer bases. We believe our platinum or our platform is effectively positioned against and uniquely different from with your competitive products and service based on a and they continue to do a bunch of financial speak. However, they ordered it based on competitors originally versus um, cloud services, mm. which I think we've discussed on this podcast plenty of times is where we both see Xbox going. Oh, yeah. Or that, that Game Pass cloud, Xbox cloud service model over first and third parties. That was at the very end of their future siding is producing more first and third party games for our consumers to um, take in. I think the fact that on the earnings report, it was so clear that definitive gap between the Xbox services and Game Pass type features versus the actual console and games themselves is good, but I, I'm a little concerned with the quality of the games. Like, I'm worried that it's going to like they're not putting you don't, th- you games don't think Halo's forward. gonna deliver no no no. I 100% think Halo's gonna deliver we're not talking about uh Halo on this podcast it didn't make it into the segment over my dead body however I'm gonna talk about it right now Halo Infinite all of the trailers the looks campaign awesome. trailer I'm not gonna lie, looks, looks awesome amazing looks awesome looks so awesome. so good they do a comparison on YouTube versus the 2020 reveal versus oh, Craig this reveal yeah. make america craig again yeah look it up it's amazing it the great it's gonna be my game of the year by far cannot wait however the amount of effort and passion that they're putting into the cloud services i'm worried is going to take away from their first party um like content creation but i think that's also where their acquisitions come in they paid, but, but we haven't seen a goddamn thing from them. Psychonauts, Psychonauts Two, is the only thing we have seen from all of those acquisitions Xbox made. And I know Starfield coming. is coming, Hellblade coming. Two is coming, New Forza, Fable, cool, but we haven't seen anything, right? I will wait, and people will wait for a, a very long time, but. And hear me out here. What Xbox does very, very well in cloud-based service platforms, giving you a lot of mm. things you like a little. PlayStation yep. plays the opposite, where they give you a few things you like a lot. Like, I agree. Think of how people were shitting their pants over a Wolverine cinematic exclusively on PlayStation, myself included. Yes. Right? I agree. And it, it's a cause for concern. I am interested to see what products actually come from Xbox and how Fable holds up. I'm not really worried about Halo, but how Halo holds up and how their first-party titles go. I think the releasing them instantly on Game Pass is huge. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, in a huge like that to me is the the and I'm sure to many people is the value prop of Game Pass. Yeah. Of oh shit, seventy bucks on a mm-hmm. new game. Nope. Yikes. Oh, 10 bucks a month? Yeah, of course. Done. Eh, Done. Why not? Take it. And but I have it, all my old games? Yes. Who, who wouldn't? Cannot wait. But their earnings report was really good. Microsoft overall is doing very well. And I wouldn't say largely do because most of their revenue, like we were j- just discussing, comes from things that are, are not Xbox. And that's the beauty of what they can do with Xbox because they're not really worried about it in a revenue portion. Xbox is also doing very well. Oh, yeah. I think Xbox is, is getting a lot of ground both in hardware sales and just in terms of like fan brand excitement. I think a lot yeah. of people are getting hyped about Xbox. Like, I'm excited about it. And but I'm always excited about it. You're always excited about Xbox, man. <laughs> I love like, me some Xbox. Look, that's why I love the fact that we both play on different consoles because I don't want you to agree with me about why PlayStation is the superior console when it comes to story-driven games. I just wouldn't. You wouldn't because it's, it's, yeah. it's fact. It's because okay. we have Halo. Uh, and because you have Halo. and yeah. Right? I think... This is, this is, again, not shocking news, expected news, but mm-hmm. still when you hear it, you're like, oh, really? That much? Damn. It's, and it's just fun reading the reports and seeing all of this about Xbox. Because, like, you feel Xbox do well. And you see the games coming out, and you see the services, and you're playing them, and you're experiencing them, and it feels like oh well i'm enjoying it it must be successful but they actually see on paper that it is successful that this is working and the company's continuing and xbox is growing and developing and you have things to look forward to in the future from that franchise nice feel i i i'm right there with you guys over on in xbox are feeling what we and sony felt during PS4, during the early days of PS4, where shit was just going really well, and we were like, oh, yeah. "We forgot how we felt to feel good," <laughs> and that's that's the truth of it. That's what you guys are going through over there, which I like. Once Halo comes out, we'll see. I, I'm telling you, I might depend if I can snag the white Xbox, not the full spec one, because the yeah, PS5 yeah. is my full spec machine. I can snag one for like three hundred bucks, maybe like on a Black Friday. I got the 20 anniversary controller for Xbox. Oh, you're the worst. You're the worst. I'm going to play Halo Infinite on my 20th year anniversary controller. Bro, I'm going to destroy you at Halo. I'm going to eat your goddamn lunch. So stop it. I have played you. I've played with you in Apex. There's no way that you destroyed me in any first-person shooter game. Different game. No way. But. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say see me in Warzone because I know you actually play that. I guarantee you. Yeah, I'd still... sweep you in Warzone. That's fine. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to tack on to the Xbox? Uh, that Xbox, if you're listening, Microsoft, if you're listening, send me a mini fridge. Send him the fridge. Next topic. Yep. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Moving, moving on over to... I don't see, uh, I don't see you... PlayStation coming out with a router. Listen... 
Where, where is it? Hold on. Did you take it? I think Nicole's drinking tea out of it. I have my PlayStation mug, okay? I love it's it. around here someplace. Anywho, oh uh, next Disregard article. my face. I'm going to buy an Xbox mug on Amazon really quick. I can't with you. Uh, <laughs> next article uh, comes to us also from gamesindustry.biz, and it's by Marie Delessandri over there, and it says that Sony's quarterly game revenues rise to $10.8 billion as PS5 sales pass $13 million. Hardware sales rise 287% year-on-year to $1.4 billion. Reading from Jeez. the article now, Sony has published its financial resorts for the three months ended September 30th, 2021, reporting a 27% increase in sales in its game segments year on year sales reached 5.7 billion dollars for the segment while operating income decreased 21 percent revenue was reported as 10.8 billion okay sony attributed the positive results to an increase in hardware sales thanks to the ps5 the impact of foreign exchange rates and the increase in sales of third-party titles it did note a decrease in sales for first-party games though obviously because only one came out ratchet and clank with a 7.6 million copies uh, shifted compared to 12.8 million during Q2 for 2020. Yeah, obviously, Ghost of Tsushima launched during the same quarter last year, uh, as well as Last of Us 2. So just kind of a, a high-level view of, of where Sony's doing, like like you said, uh, just kind of end-of-quarter reporting going on there. Good news? Look, High Tide raises all boats. Sony's doing well. Microsoft is doing well. I'm shocked, shocked to see the hardware sales compared considering how many people are still complaining of that they can't get a PS5, right? Um, sure. it, this was the first month in a long time that PS5 broke the Switch's streak of best-selling console for the month. So PS5s are out there, guys. They're out there, you know? Good luck getting one. Look, I feel bad for the people who have kids who didn't get one. But, like, we're a year in here. If your kids have been bothering you for a year, like, you can go on eBay right now. Right now, get a sealed PS5 for 700 bucks. I would never pay that. What is that $200 premium worth for you, though? To me, just pay, just pay the goddamn money. It's $200, nope. right? Never. Different people. But if it's yeah. been a year of active trying and still somehow, like, if you're savvy enough and you, like, subscribe to, like, Wario64 and like have all of the restock notifications on you could have found a ps5 by now not in store certainly not in store you could have found one by now i'm just saying that if you're willing to spend an extra 200 dollars in just to have a ps5 or have a xbox series x you could have put in more effort and not paid 200 dollars and gotten one Probably, but what is the convenience worth for you? This is the Amazon Prime thing here. What is the I convenience guess. worth to you to have it two days, bam, versus two months of eBay, you're on Amazon, you're on Best Buy, you're waiting for Sony to open up the queue. A $200 premium for a console is... is... For me, I wouldn't do it. I, I would definitely do it for a kid. Yeah, your kid's bothering you. You yeah. get him a $200. Like a $200 worth of peace and quiet, I would pay I two fifty. I think. <laughs> I think if if it was Christmas time and I needed to get my kid an Xbox or a PlayStation, I would totally pay a two hundred dollar premium to get it. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Exactly. So that's my people point. People are stabbing people for the Xbox One. 
you you got to be real in a real bad place yeah. in life to stab somebody over an Xbox. Now, PlayStation, whew, that I understand. Um, Get out of here. No, in, in, all, in all seriousness, that's the most shocking thing about this earnings is that the console sales are growing, which tells me that all this Twitter nonsense of I can't find a PlayStation, I guarantee you, somebody's me in the context, I've been looking every day for since for a year and I still can't find a PlayStation. Look harder. Why does he got to have a voice like that? Look harder. Um, <laughs> why is he talking? Man doesn't have a PS4. Why do you got to or PS- PS5? Why do you got to? Why do you got to do him like that? In all in all seriousness, though, this is great news for everybody. Oh, yeah. Right. Sony sells more consoles. Xbox does more revenue. High Tide raises all boats. Mm-hmm. That's it. Once one look. Once America. And I say America because we're an American-based podcast. Once we get our shipping bullshit in order, these numbers are going to skyrocket. Especially now going into the holidays. Let me tell you, if if somehow we can arrange that I, uh, this shipping thing... Oh, you don't think so? No, because I, I don't think it will... I don't think the shipping thing is going to be resolved enough that this is going to be a slow bleed of consoles and slow is a very loose term because just the sheer amount of units that have actually been purchased is not a slow bleed, but it's going to slowly, everyone's going to get their Xbox. Everyone's going to get their PlayStation. I think what we're going to see the, um, this generation take off with is the pro and the second mm. adaptation when there are no shortages. We're not in COVID. There's no microchip shortage. Factories mm. are up and running. There's no COVID protocols. There's full ramp up of work. Everyone's trying to catch up. The second part of this generation is going to do record numbers. Put it on the clock. 10-28-2021. Matt called it. Hmm. I, I get where you're coming from on that. And I don't disagree with you because I could easily see that happening. Right. My question, just kind of piggybacking before we move on to the next article here, is how long before the console show their age? Right. Because it was two or three years after PS4 that PS4 Pro came out. I want to say 2016 PS4 Pro came out. And Um, I thought it was bullshit at the time. But by the time the end of the life cycle was coming out... There were a couple of those PS4 Pros, like the special edition ones, like the Spider-Man one or like the God of War one, where I was like, oh, shit, I could have picked this up. I could have traded mine in, and I probably should have. But, like, my PS5, your Xbox Series X, it does 4K, does 1080-120, does HDR. What else, like, what, like, what is a PS5 Pro or Xbox, Xbox Series, Series X, X Plus Max? Yeah. Super Saiyan, yeah. uh, what what is the value prop there? Eight K without an eight K TV. So there's either that there's an advancement that we don't know of yet because it either hasn't happened or it hasn't been feasible for a or a console. Or, I mean, there is some. I'm sure there is better. Because, like, you can't tell me that the top-of-the-line computer versus an Xbox, the top-of-the-line computer isn't beating it. Oh, 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 there's always better. 
But you got to reach the cost average at a certain point of good enough. You got to reach good. I disagree. People so buy. you think it's just going to be the hardcore enthusiasts who buy a pro model? Uh, yes. I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now, and you and I have no problem saying this. I'm a man of 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 deep entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. If they come out when they come out with the God of War custom PS5, I'm buying two. Both are staying sealed. Yep. One of them's getting sold. Same thing with the Spider-Man one. And yeah. God help the bots if they release a Wolverine limited edition. The bots will have no chance, okay? Do you know? The bots will yeah. have no chance against me. Do you know me. how much I want to buy one of the Halo Xbox Series Xs? Do it. So bad. So bad. But, they, it's got to look cool. Like, the God of War it, PS4 it Pro does. is like, eh. It does. But the Spider-Man PS4, the all-red one with the white spider, whoo! The shit only, was hot. The only reason I'm not buying this Halo Series X is because I would open it. And you, I would, would you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't no have the way. restraint? There's no way. Oh, that's why I'm saying I'd buy two. I'd buy two because I'd know I'd open yeah, but one. I, I already have an Xbox. <laughs> like, I don't... I would listen. I would love it. It's not worth it. Perks of being a man child. Okay. It, I, to this day, God willing, I will have the financial security and fiscal dexterity to get my kid two of the most popular Everything. toy. Yeah. I will get him one. He won't know about the other one. She won't know about the other one. I'll keep him in an attic in the box. See, and you were making fun of the Funko Pop collection. And I'm not. And one, and one of these days, because you, one of these days, the Beanie Baby people rolling in it. I had in my possession, at I don't know, like nine, ten years old, a gold star dark Charizard. That sucks. If I, if me now. Went and saw, and I can tell you exactly what it was. I bought it in the mall. I bought the pack in the mall. It was across the sh- from the pretzel place. I opened it. Yep. I would have been like, don't you touch that card. Don't you go to the pretzel place. You go home. You tell no one. You put it in an envelope, in the plastic baggie. You call, you call PSA. Get them on the phone. And you just wait. You, you hodl. You uh, hodl those goddamn diamond hands, and then you put it all in Bitcoin. But I digress. We're, getting, we're going. I'm so off the rails today. I'm so. I'm, I'm in a silly shit kind of mood. I know exactly. What's, I did the exact same thing with the Dark Magician Girl from Yu-Gi-Oh. When those cards came out, I had one. It was in my box of cards. I think right now they sell for about seven fifty each, which isn't like an extreme amount of money, but considering the card at the time was probably worth about fifty cents. Opened it straight from a pack. Could have gem minted it. My mom threw it out. Probably she licked threw- it, breathed on it a couple of these people. The whole them. box of cards she just tossed. Damn. Because we didn't play with them anymore. And in that box was a Dark Magician Girl first edition. Mom seems like a lovely lady, but put her right Love in a home. Right in a home. <laughs> For that. Mom, if you're listening. No, you're great, I, Lisa. I did not forget. I did not forget. The pain has not relented. Okay. God. Next topic. Next topic. Bring us on home. Final topic of the night, Matt. What are we talking about here, buddy? 
Activision Blizzard. All these goddamn people again. We love to hate it. We got we got some good news, and then we're gonna give you the financial context for it because it's good news. They did good things. So first, very very importantly, <laughs> mm-hmm. from from our article from the New York or from Polygon, brought to you by Michael McWhorter, Bobby Kotick, the guy. Do you say Kodak or Kodak? I say Kodak. I say Kodak. I say Kodak. But it, we'll go with Kodak. We'll go with Kodak. Bobby Kodak says that he asked the board, the company's board, to keep his compensation at the lowest minimum level possible, which, in my opinion, should be a dollar. But it he has gone to a sixty-two thousand dollar a year salary until. All of the um, issues within Activision Blizzard is solved. Keep in mind that this man went from a $155 million package a year to $62,000. Am I impressed? No. Because Bobby Kotick net worth. Sorry, I don't have this already. But... It's seven billion. The one year is doing nothing. Didn't Two make, years didn't make nothing. It Man would net literally never need to work another day in his life. This is a complete symbolic pandering gesture. And I understand it because it is something he could do and pretty easily do. <laughs> And I can see it being a positive thing because now there's a hundred borderline one hundred and fifty million fifty five million dollars back into the company that could be used for these programs. He did not say they would be used for the programs. He just said he will not retake his salary until those programs are in place and functioning. I digress. Can I can I just hit pause can, and ask you a question really quick to piggyback yeah, off up? of how? pandering and symbolic this is yeah none of this affects i guarantee you none of this affects bonuses it it does it does i, I would no, no, be it, did it say yes sixty two thousand dollars total package no bonus he gave it ev- literally but, everything but up. with no room for bonuses or he's Zero. for forfeited everything See, here's the thing. Look up what ba- that- look up what what salary. I guarantee you, Bobby Kotick makes more than Bezos. He does. He's one of the uh, he's the high one of the high. I think he's like top three highest paid CEOs in the world. You know why? Jeffy B takes he takes the hit up front. Number one, taxes. Yes. Write it off. Number two, because he's worth a trillion times more in options and equity. Yes, and which. Is why this is a symbolic gesture. Oh, because yeah. Because he already has all of this equity and money. Like, he's worth $7 billion. One year of basically making no money is not going to hurt him. But putting $155 million into a company for these programs will do a lot if that's what happens with it. However, it I did, I don't have the exact quote of where it is in the article, but. It is 100% confirmed he is receiving no compensation from Blizzard besides that $62,000 that he is minimum wage applied to. Uh, which I think symbolically he could have taken a dollar, but I completely 
out of uh but so with this they are planning on increasing their women and non-binary workforce by 50% and will invest in 200 or 250 million dollars for accelerated opportunities for diverse talent in leadership roles. So I think the 50% increase in uh, women and non-binary is a great gesture, but unless they're in leadership roles, this is exactly what they got in trouble for to begin with, is having uh, women and non-binary people and people of color in low-level roles, entry-level roles, and not promoting them and basically using them as workhorses while they promote white male counterparts and shove them up the ladder. The $250 million into leadership programs is a better gesture, but it's just in practice. Like These are all good things to say, and they probably move the stock, but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. There's so much I want to say, but I have to be eloquent in how I articulate this because there is a business through line here without – you know, dealing with the moral and social applications of what's being mm -hmm. talked about in this article. And I think the business through line here outside of the women, non-binary people, people of color, uh, diverse talent, I think keeping that to one side, understanding that like that was the basis of the lawsuit that is wrong. Yep. That versus Bobby, like, at, like the through line here is how much of this is symbolic? How much are they banking on people forgetting about this until they release a new Overwatch trailer? Because that's what this is. And anybody who thinks differently, I'm sorry, you're wrong. Okay? This is just, hey, hey, we're doing good. We're doing good. We changed our Twitter uh, profile picture to whatever the trend this month is. But we, we don't didn't. really get, we don't give a shit at the end they of the day. They've renamed McCree, Bobby. I understand that. But do you get where I'm coming from? And I'm, yes. I, I've just probably I've th that that my last three sentences barred me probably from ever running from for Congress. That I'm, so I I threw that out the window. Basically, what Bobby is trying to say is that they're picking the flavor of the month thing to support until something good comes out of their company and everyone forgets about the bad thing that they did. Like, here's my thing: if Bobby Kotick really gave a shit. Step down and make a woman CEO. Step down and make a non-binary person CEO. Like at or, what at what point are you willing to prove your loyalty to a cause outside of just a hey I'm 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 making less money but I'm still in charge. Yeah. Like I th the only other thing they could have done is um so that 155 million dollars mm -hmm. is a lot of money. How does that compare to 18 million dollars? Not hey, well, right? Not well at all, no. Yeah. So $18 million was what the SEC forced the payout of for that lawsuit that came out of. So in the like, if you read the $18 million thing by itself, and we, I don't know how many employees off the top of my head, but let's say they're all getting 500000 a million. It's a lot of money to the those people in those jobs – $500,000, a million dollars, life-changing amounts of money for them if handled properly. 
in a ballpark $155 million? Nothing. Drop in the That's bucket. Nothing. So it just, when figures like that get released after these goodwill and this settlement, it just hits real tone death. That this man's making $155 million a year, and this is what they thought that settlement was worth. That $18 million is go-away money. And I would accept it, is the problem. Like, the only thing these people could have done was grandstand. If, if, Bobby, if Bobby Kotick was to come up to me and say, here's 18 mil, be like, Bobby. But, that, but that's what I'm saying, and, like, and that's why it's such a like business machine. And I love business. I love finance, as do you. But that eighteen million dollars is nothing. I would love to get Bobby Kotick on the podcast, and I would I'd actually love to. love to. And I'm gonna reach out to them. I'm gonna start going hard, trying to yeah. get somebody from the GamesIndustry.biz podcast on our podcast because. Oh yeah, we'd love to talk to you. I know they feel very strongly about stuff like this, so I would love to hear just a different opinion on like the real nitty gritty behind this because to me there's a famous george carlin stand-up bit and he goes it's all bullshit and it's all bad for you okay and that's what this is and not to get too loaded too political to this to that this didn't hurt activision stock in a meaningful way and i called it when we were talking about this originally i said wait till diablo 2 comes out wait till uh new world of warcraft comes out wait till they show another overwatch and then people forget oh new call of duty the wheel keeps turning right bobby kotick taking 62 grand he it's not this grand moral palace he's climbing down from he's buying time is buying time and it probably gets a tax break right there's a reason bezos and zucks and all these other dudes take the low salary up front. Yeah. And I mean, it's, and in all fairness, as much as they're making an obscene amount of money, I don't think it's undeserved. Especially for someone like Bezos. Because, like, hell they, no. Yeah. They market did market that, decides, man. You want to yeah. be Jeffy B? And look, not to shit on Bobby Kotick. Man's been at the helm of Activision for like 20 something years. Oh, yeah. Knows what he's doing. Nobody falls into that. Nobody gets that lucky for that long. You, you have, you, at a certain point, your competency and your talent at your job has to be checked. Yeah. Think about it. Bobby Kotick was act- oversaw Activision when Call of Duty was released and Call yeah. of Duty got big. And it's still like, come on now. Come yeah. on. Like, they're, they're really good at what they do and they, re- they revenue generate. And because they revenue generate, they are des- there is no amount of money that I think Jeff Bezos could actually be paid that is worth what he does for Amazon and what he did for Amazon. Like there'll never be a number because it's when he's gone, it will grow after he is done with it. Technically, he's done with it. He's going to space and Whatever. stuff like that. Listen I'm to saying, me. Listen to me. You're telling me Jeff Bezos isn't Lex Luthor? <laughs> you t- you're telling I, me Jeff Bezos he, isn't Lex Luthor? He's Lex Luthor, and what's his face? Elon Musk is Iron Man. Tell Holy me I'm wrong. Shit. Tell me I'm wrong. That's so cool. That's so cool. That's we're so gonna, cool. <laughs> we're gonna ask, somebody put them in a movie. I or just like a YouTube thing where you. F- 
put their faces over the actual faces for an entire movie, and I would love every second of it. However, <laughs> and they're in different universes, so it would never work, but do a mashup. It's fine. You're putting Elon Musk's face on Iron Man. You can do whatever you want. But to bring back Activision to the one thing that I do have that is genuinely good is that uh, obviously they have a World of Warcraft classic. They're having uh, the classic frozen in time i forget what the actual marketing is but it's basically you get to restart classic again from level zero and all of the releases are staggered again so basically you get to redo the whole experience and they are pairing it with cancer research it's october look at that look at that as all of you know if you've been watching the podcast both myself and bobby are cancer survivors and we always love and support anything to do with the cancer community so shout out to blizzard activision for doing classic against cancer for the month of october and hopefully uh they're partnering with uh what's the other company game uh, theory, game theory yeah. and saint jude so everybody loves saint jude it's a great company it's a great organization if you have the extra expendable money please donate to them throw them some cash throw them yeah. some cash they're a good company Yay! We ended on a good note. Yes, positive <laughs> notes about Activision Blizzard. Bringing Love it in, <laughs> bringing it in for a landing here. This is a good episode, man. We got a little rowdy. We got a little off the rails oh, yeah. here. Yeah, I'm did. exhausted. You're exhausted. Rant. We talked a lot of shit on this episode. Oh, we did. And we started 20 minutes before this episode before you accidentally oh, shut the a, podcast there off. There was a lot of technical issues with this episode. Yeah. Matt Damon would not be happy about what we said. He's, also, just say not ha- he's not so, also not happy. His new movie just bombed at the box office with Adam Driver and Baffleck. But we're not. That's neither here. Nor there. Would you would you say that Matt Damon's in the dark portal? Is that where? You, would you say that? Stop scratching your eye. Jesus Christ, Bobby. <laughs> I, I'm trying to knot <laughs> my brain to think yeah. that like forget all the Matt Damon movies. I'm just kidding. Matt Damon's great. Yeah. He's great. Why was I shitting on Matt Damon? I don't know. I don't like remember. you went off on him while you were over, and we did the uh, in-person podcast, and you just seemed to really not like Matt Damon. However, Matt Damon, if you want to come to the podcast, come through. Bro, could you imagine? I would, and he just just the entire time sits here and just yells at how Forget. more successful he is than we are. And Matt Damon would just come wrong. in and just hold his Oscar in front of me, <laughs> yeah. and I'd be like, God. You do have one. You do have an Oscar. Take us in for a landing, Bobby. If you guys like what you're hearing, please make sure to follow us on our social handles. Leave us a good review on wherever you're hearing this podcast. By the time you hear this podcast, you might be viewing it as a video podcast on Spotify because we are eligible for video podcasts on Spotify now. Waiting to hear back from them. If not, leave us a good review on iTunes. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit us up on TikTok. Tell me why I'm wrong. You can find all of our social links in the QR code down below. Join the Discord. The Discord's live. Discord's up. And for Discord every single one Love of you, like, where, where's the Discord? The Discord's live. So join. Who said that? Every <laughs> oh, where's <laughs> the Discord? The Discord's here. And if you're not in there, I'll know. Until next time. Always be gaming. We'll catch you guys later. All right. See you guys later. What? <laughs>